Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Christian, and with me always is the Ian Malcolm to my Alan Grant, Tony. Say hey, Tony. Hey, guys. How are you? We are back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we're finally rocking out episode 38. It's been a couple weeks in the making. We've just been so busy that, uh, I mean, just to find time to do this one, it's now 11.20 my time, 12.20 your time. I'm in the future. And, uh, See, I'm doing this, um, what is the date now? October 17th, where I'm at. It's October 16th, where Chris is at, and wherever you're at, <laughs> you're on one side of the coin. So, Marty! 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 <laughs> Marty! But in any case, we wanted to make sure we got it put together, uh, get another episode out there, and uh, yeah, give our fans a little something that uh, they haven't had in a couple weeks. No, so it's far. been good. But if you've been following our uh, Facebook page, um, you've been all, all these articles that we're talking about today have all appeared on there, um, and then some. Obviously, some we don't have time to talk about today. But uh, as long as you guys. Are, are following us on uh, Facebook, uh, the Proton Pack with Chris and Tony. You're going to have all the updated news, all the breaking stuff. Man, it has a lot of stuff going on. We are totally getting ready to get into it. But before we do that, we do have this little thing called... Is it shameless? It is time! <laughs> what? That, something... Oh. Oh, I don't want to get sued. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Money's always cool. Money is cool. All right. So, uh, first shameless plug is my. Wait, where is it? Right there. It's hard to do that on camera. Anyway, uh, the rough rut. <laughs> Rough Riders is my dog rescue nonprofit. Uh, we transport dogs from kill shelters to no kill shelters here locally. Find them homes, give them a second chance at life. Um, 
events have slowed down a little bit, so we're getting back into uh, heavy marketing and fundraising. And uh, speaking of fundraising, we are uh, working on trying to raise $75,000 for two commercial vehicles upfitted with kennels that we can pick up uh, more dogs at any given time. And uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka was nice enough to um, commit to $10,000 matching the next $10,000 that we raise. So that's a huge thing coming from them. Uh, we're so appreciative and uh, that's what we're working on. So if you want more information, if you want to donate, go to the website roughriders.org or uh, find us on social media at Rough Riders Saves. Yeah. Now, I was uh, going to say too, to chime in on your shameless plug, if you guys follow uh, Rough Riders, um, you did a really cool thing a couple of weeks ago where you were on, uh, you featured on a radio show and uh, she had a, a news piece with you, which I thought was really cool. The ride along you did uh, where they got the yeah, do cool. a day. If you want to shoot that, I think that if you guys would really like to see what Chris does on a day to day basis with this great organization, I mean, it's, it's awesome to check out. So I'll shush and let you tell about it because I, I think it's important that we plug that because it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it's a mini documentary about 10 minutes long uh, for a show called The Next Stage uh, with Connie Ray. And uh, she's a local uh, former TV radio personality here and did a really nice feature on just a day in the life of what I do, driving around, picking up dogs, picking up food. Um, it's... It, it, it's it's a nice insight into uh, the world of rescue, a little bit different than, you know, a lot of the other dog rescues. Yeah. So check that out. It's definitely, it was a really cool video to watch. It gives you a good insight. Uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. You're welcome. Then, now I guess we move on to, I guess, my shameless plug. Let's throw in your Let's shameless just throw plug. throw in the one. So if you guys don't get enough pop culture, um, I do participate every Sunday from 7 to 9 Pacific time on 95.1. I had to cheat again. I don't know why I have to cheat. 95.1 KNBC uh, community, Carson City Community Radio. I am a KNBC. KNBC. Um, I'm a part of uh, the, the pop culture kaboom, Jimmy Jones show, where he talks everything from comic books, cons, toys, video games, comic books, TV, movies, you name it, he'll cover it. And what we do are the uh, trailers of the week where Jimmy will pick out three to five movies, watch the trailers. We give our, um, I like to put our smart aleck um, satire take and our own synopsis on some uh, what's generally pretty crappy movies, but we do cover some mainstream <laughs> ones. So if you guys um, would, please check that out. Um, and in the meantime, this is the primary gig and we roll on to our next shameless plug. Yeah. So speaking of cons, I'm not really going to plug uh totally rad 1981.com this week uh, just because I haven't done much with it. It's well, dude. And so like we talked before, so like busy. before we got on air, it was like, we just, you know, we haven't even, we talk normally daily if it's just via text, but conversation wise, it's been about a week and a half and Matt, a lot's gone on a week and a half. Cause you know, I'm working, Chris is doing like seven jobs and dog rescuing. And so, you know, staying busy. You know, I will give you this but... for totally rad just to put it in. Excellent. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> just to smuggle it uh, in today. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Now, one thing that we are going to be doing, uh, Tony's going to be flying out here in a couple weeks, and we are going to the Reno Pop Culture Con. Uh, it is here yes. at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. We have a booth for the Proton Pack podcast. Uh, we're going to get some little goodies to hand out, and we're going to be uh, broadcasting and recording live. So, uh, you know, if you are in the area and feel like stopping by and saying hi, we'd love to see you. It is three days, November 8th, 9th, and 10th, and uh, there's some pretty good guests. There is up. a lot. Um you want to run a few? I, I, I'm at the Facebook page now. So if you guys are watching along this late at night, thanks so much. What are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> what are we Stay doing? Up. Well, we got to put this out, man. I got a plane to catch in the morning. Um, so if you guys see me looking down, it's at my uh, phone for my notes. But uh, um, just this last week, they announced uh, Kenny James and Charles Martinet will be there. If you guys don't know that. Charles is the voice of Super Mario. It's me, Mario. Eddie James <laughs> does the voice of Bowser, so they'll be there, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, from the cast of Firefly, uh, Summer Glau, Jewel State, State. and then um, real cool, Alan Tudyk will be there. Yes. Um, we've mentioned before, Val Kilmer is going to be there. Um so many more. Is there any like big, big names so far that have come across? I mean, I'm I'm stoked with Summer Glau, man. That, that's cool. Yeah, Darth Maul. Ray yes, Park's there you go. There. Ray Park. Toad. Is it bad that I'm, I'm pretty excited that, that the Ice Man's going to be there? No, no there's nothing cool. sad about that. Um, and, and a real cool thing we want to let you guys know. Um, we always share anytime Reno Pop Culture announces. Any new uh, person that's going to be there, whether it's comic books, celebrities, voice actors, there's a lot of voice actors at this one. So, like, Muppet Babies will be there, which is pretty cool. I'm going to geek out if, like, uh, you know, any of the Ninja Turtle voices pop up or anything. I haven't seen anything like that yet. But um, that would be cool. That would be. Um, But what we're doing is the post night on that Sunday night. So, that would be November 10th. If you guys can yep. make it down there um, to the Pepper Mill in Reno, we're going to be doing a post live show. Chris and I will be doing uh, the pop culture kaboom. We'll be taking the proton pack on the road. We're going to be doing a whole show. I don't know how it's going to go. It's live Q and a, you can shoot us questions, you can make fun of us, whatever you want to do. Um, but we, Jimmy's going to be lining up, hopefully some of the uh, guests. Um, well, I don't know who he's got lined up, but uh we could be talking to Val Kilmer. Who knows? Um, so long, shameless be plug, but man, get your tickets uh, before they sell out. This is uh, They do these uh, wonderful cons here in Denver where I'm at uh, every summer. Such a hit. Um, and I'm excited that it's the same company bringing it to my hometown in Reno uh, for you guys to check out. So we look forward to seeing you there. Um, come say hi, even if it's just a crisp high five. We give those out no job. Yes, we'll we'll have to make a sign. Yeah, one crisp high five. They're like, oh, you guys are you're that terrible dude that's always drinking that weenie drinks. <laughs> Princess yum yum. Yeah, well today it's a it's a mice yum yum. No, don't worry. There's no craziness coming. This is just late night. No, my dogs are leaving oh. the office. <laughs> I thought you were worried that we were going to go back to episode seven. No. <laughs> it's not going to go down that way. 
No, I'm just hoping they don't uh, need to use the restroom, if you know what I, I mean. I know what you mean. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that does it for the shameless plugs. We are going to kick off with actually quite a bit of TV news. We got a lot, Go so ahead. let's roll that beautiful beam footage. Bazinga. You know what I was thinking is we're going to cover this in one of our uh, stories, but I don't know if we can use that intro anymore. We'll explain in just a few, but first. I can't imagine it would be an issue. Anyway. So the first bit of TV news is we've been talking about the uh, CW Arrowverse is bringing their crossover event for this season, uh, which is Crisis on Infinite Earths. And uh, we've talked about uh, actors who have played certain roles in the past coming back to reprise those roles. So, for instance, uh, Burt Ward is coming back as Robin from Batman 66, Tom Welling from Smallville, and uh, Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. We even know that uh, Brandon Routh, who was in Superman Returns, but is now in The Legends of Tomorrow as the Atom, will even be donning the cape as Superman. And then uh, probably the best Batman voiceover person ever, Kevin Conroy, uh, will be playing Bruce Wayne in live action. All of that goes to say that we may be seen, and hopefully in person, but at least in you know through a little news clip, uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne uh, as hopefully Batman, but uh, basically on the news site, they showed a news clip of what I assume takes place after Batman Returns. It's a picture of Michael Keaton and says, Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. So I assume that uh, things went well after uh, she was electrocuted to death in uh, Batman Returns. She came back to life. She's so hot that she's not even in the picture with Bruce. (laughs) So uh, it's shaping up to be a a really neat event. Uh, Again, with the lack of time, I have fallen behind on all of those shows, so I have no idea what's going well, on, who the main the one, villains you're are. The voice of reason on this show, the golden voice, you're the one that's on top of this. Well, and just not enough time. No, there's not. But um, I, I'm very intrigued. I think I would probably just jump in and watch it. I don't know if I would know exactly what the heck's going on, but uh, you know, the whole fact that they're tying in all these characters and trying to get as much old school Batman. I think it's going to be awesome. So, I mean, it sounds awesome on paper. We'll see how the execution goes. So, Much agreed. Now, uh, sticking with the CW and the Arrowverse, we know that uh, this season was the first season of Batwoman, which <laughs> apparently... No, uh, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't interrupt that one. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, according to Rotten Tomatoes and uh, the ratings board, Batwoman is the lowest rated show premiere of all of the Arrowverse. And I mean, 
that just about says it. It opened with a 0.5 rating to 1.8 million viewers. Uh, to give you an idea, their second worst show was Black Lightning, which opened with a 0.8 rating and 2.3 million viewers. And their best one, looking through here, aside from the Supergirl switch, was The Flash, opened with 6.83 million viewers back in 2014. So Batwoman is tanking. Don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Maybe it's you know, the tone. Maybe I was reading something like uh, Ruby, um, Ruby Ruby Rose. Rose. I want to call her Ruby Harp. That was a Marvel versus Capcom character. Um, but Ruby Rose apparently had come out and said this show ain't for old, you know, ain't for the old white dudes. I don't know. I don't know if that kind of like stuck it where they're like, yeah, well, we ain't watching your show. Yeah. That may have alienated some it of the, uh, the viewership. You know, or maybe it was lack of promotion. I mean, I can't tell you other than when we've talked about it from time to time on our show in previous episodes, but you can always go back and listen. Um, we've mentioned the show and how it looks cool and how we think she'd be really awesome as Batwoman if it's tonight. Yeah. Um, it's still something I'd like to check out. Um, but uh, – they're trying. They tried to do the whole like, well, Rotten Tomatoes burying us, and we want to, you know, it's the trolls. It's kind of like the whole Captain Marvel thing, you know, when they crapped on Captain Marvel with the trolls. And it's like, if it's bad, it's bad. I mean, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, for the most part, you, you can get kind of behind. You know, some of their they're pretty accurate for the most part. Not all of them, but you know, I don't know if it's nine percent bad. I mean. <laughs> but, you know, you know. Well, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. If you know, you go on Rotten Tomatoes, you're able to actually read the reviews from the critics. So, uh, if it makes sense, it makes sense. You know, if a critic is just being blatantly uh, ridiculous, then you know you can dismiss it and make your own decision. Yeah, well, and, let, and while we're on the subject, you know, we might as well, like I have the access to it. We're talking and let's just kind of pick, you know, let's see what they're saying about it. I mean, you and I haven't read other than this article saying that it's getting blasted on here. So let's see. Batwoman. So the Rotten Tomato doesn't seem that bad. It's currently today at a 69%. You know, okay. nice. you know, it's it doesn't seem as bad as this article's making it out. And uh, let's see, one gave it a C plus. They said producer Greg Berlanti is to comic book superheroes what Donald Trump is to tweeting. They just can't stop themselves. Okay, but they said the best part of the new series is that unfussy effortless way of getting Kate's sexual orientation out of the way. And also Kate herself two and a half out of four. So it seems like it's kind of just in the middle, you know? Okay. So if you guys want to read all these, there's a lot of people. Um, of course you can check it. They have the real critics, the verified critics on one side. You can do the fan critics on the other. Um, it is getting the audience only gave it a 12%. Um, Said, uh, first episode sucks. Second episode is a slight improvement. Disappointing. Really wanted to like this show. I really enjoy shows about the Bat family. Painfully cramped story. Predictable characters. Bat women seems to fit a whole season's worth of content in the first two episodes. I definitely think that 
you saw the best things in the trailer. Either way, uh, the series is a fail so far. So that's the fans. So you can go there, critics to fans, kind of make your own judgment. I Personally, I feel if you have uh, any interest, just watch it. Make a judgment for yourself. Best way to do it, as opposed to being a uh, anonymous troll on the yeah, internet. Yeah, that's why, like, when I do my horrible reviews and people are like, oh, well, you didn't like that movie, so it must be bad. No. Like, the movie's probably, you, you might like it, just because I didn't like it. It's a yeah. little different for you and Reaches I, and I typically like the same stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and hate the yeah, same stuff. It's true. So it, people it's loved the easy witch. easy when, you can, when you can have that same vibe, so. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to move away from uh, the CW and DC over to Hulu's streaming service. We had announced months back that Hulu was working on a live-action spinoff of Ghost Rider based on the Robbie Reyes character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which actually I like that version of Ghost Rider. I do too. Great. I liked it. You know, not the crazy Nicolas Cage. Uh, Instead of a motorcycle, he drove a... (laughs) <laughs> a Dodge Challenger, uh, and it was it was a good version. Well, all of that goes to say that uh, Hulu just announced that they will no longer be moving forward with its planned Ghost Rider spinoff. Uh, apparently, the creative team encountered creative differences uh, that couldn't be resolved. Uh, they are, however, still working on the Hellstrom show. So, you know, this might not be complete bad news. Um, I know uh, we're not covering this story. I don't believe we're covering this story. Hopefully, I don't spoil it. If we are, let me just check my notes. So, not spoiling. Uh, nope. We're talking. We're talking this guy, but we ain't. Uh, we ain't spoiling. So, Kevin Feige just got promoted to not just overseeing Marvel movies. Now he's overseeing the comics, the TV shows, the animation. So, if they can roll this into a, like a Marvel show, man. They might be able to pull something out with this. It might not be in the same way or vein that they were hoping for, but there's hopefully there's still hope that they do something with this. Yeah. Hulu's also working on some animated series for Marvel as well. Uh, Marvel's MODOK, Marvel's Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler's show, Howard the Duck, and then they all come together in a crossover event called The Offenders. So... Hulu's got a lot on their table for what they're doing with Marvel, uh, along with the Hellstrom. But, uh, you know, we we may see something down the road. You know, anything in the Marvel Universe isn't necessarily permanent unless it is uh, Tony Stark passing away, which even then we're probably going to see him surface again in the Black Widow movies. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be something we'll keep you posted on. But uh, if you're a fan of the uh, Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, do not expect to see him anytime soon, as that's now apparently not being made. So, yep. And we're gonna get a lot of series coming out on Disney Plus that are in the MCU. Oh, um, WandaVision, Hawkeye, uh, Moon Knight, She Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, Loki. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm sure I'm We're good. Something. You know, and I was reading too. I, I don't know. Maybe I subscribe to too many like pop culture sites where I get my information, but it's constantly you hear about uh, them wanting to revive, you know, Jessica Jones. They want to do another 
uh, Luke Cage and Defenders. They want to bring Daredevil back. So they're trying to find ways, but they want to keep the actors they had from the Netflix one, but try to find a new way to incorporate them. Because obviously I think Netflix and them had... Yeah, I don't think they own all the rights because I think Netflix owns some of that. So no, I don't know for sure, but probably sound like a bumbling idiot that way. Well, I don't know for sure, but <laughs> I can only speculate. All right. Um, speaking of Disney Plus, we know that uh, not only are we getting those shows, we're getting a lot of the uh, classic Disney animated lineup and Marvel animated lineup as well. Well, some news came out, uh, let's see, about a week ago, that uh, Marvel is being sued for the intro theme music to X-Men the Animated Series from the 90s. Uh, my first question is, why so soon? No, I know. Um, I mean, gosh, well, let's, <laughs> let's get right on the Sioux train right there. <laughs> Apparently, the... Um, uh, the person in charge of the estate from the composer of a Hungarian television show, uh, police comedy thriller called Linda, that ran from 1984 to 1991. Uh, the composer recently passed away, and the person in charge of the conservatorship uh, just found out about the music. Did you watch this? the video? What is this? So, so I have not. We're gonna. I'm gonna play you. A YouTube video. You guys, I did go and I, I did listen after this. Did you watch the intro music video no, for Linda? No, I just, I, there's like a little record player. And I don't oh. know, is it bad? Oh my God, it looks terrible. Okay, well, I'm going to play the Linda theme. But just if you guys were familiar, when I joked at the beginning of the intro saying we probably couldn't use it anymore, here's just a sample. I won't play the whole intro, but here's the X-Men theme. Ignore all the TV intro crap that's in it. Bazinga. So that... So now... It's iconic, especially if you grew up in you know, the eras that we did. So here's, here's Linda. I think it gets to the point here in a second. So, okay, so you have, it's you have similar. a similar. This kind of reminds me of that stupid Vanilla Ice thing with the Queen. I was you thinking know, the like, same thing. My song goes ding 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 ding. Theirs goes dong 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 dong. It's different. <laughs> okay, but have you ever heard of the TV show Linda? It sounds like crap. No, it's from Hungary, and it was from '84 to '91. Like maybe. Maybe the creator or whoever did the X-Men theme song, quite possibly, maybe, but I don't, I hear similarities, but I don't hear any direct lift off of it, you know. And I'm curious if there's like a statute of limitations that, you know, they would have had to come forward, you know, within X amount of years of it being released, because the X-Men series was early 90s, you know, 92 through 97. And to the person that's suing, hello, McFly, the show has not been on the air in 
since we were kids. I mean, since the 90s. It's been off the air. I don't think it even came out on DVD, to be honest with you. I, I don't think they never it ever released. Right. Well, it'll so, be I mean, coming back it, to... to yeah, it'll be coming back to uh, Disney Plus. Whether or not the original intro music will be a part of that, uh, we will see. Well, the thing is, is come on, you can't take a, it, Wolverine will say it best. Let's go, bub. You ain't gonna win. It's Disney. There's no <laughs> way. Good luck, composer. You you ain't gonna get nothing for that. That's I think coincidental. But. Yeah, Disney's got lawyers for days. We'll we'll just have to see, but yeesh, I don't see it happen. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the uh, other end of Disney Plus. We know that uh, as soon as Disney Plus is released on November, 12th. oh my god, that's right. Yeah, did you see the list of everything that's coming out for this? I haven't seen it in one, you know, sort of broken down list, but I mean, we've been talking about all the stuff for months so this, now. Two days ago, and it, it, we obviously, um, we'll cover it more when we go, but they released three days ago the complete list of the Disney Plus launch titles. Um, maybe we'll do like a special or something in a couple of weeks and just kind of like leading up to the launch and see what we're excited about. Yeah, You're going to get, uh, not everything is on there. Like I was surprised the Mighty Ducks, nowhere to be found. The animated version of Mighty Ducks. Yes. The live action movie. No, um, not all the Marvel movies are on there. Um, it's missing. Uh, obviously the ones that are still on Netflix, they have to finish their contracted run before they appear. And, uh, all the Star Wars are on there except uh, The Last Jedi and A New Hope. Um, but uh, what I'll do is uh, you can go check out on our Facebook page the complete list. Um, there is a lot. I mean, it, you you think of it, you can name it. I gave you a couple of big ones I that I was surprised, but you're talking every 90s afternoon cartoon. I mean, there's, you know, Spider-Man's not out there. It, no, really? no, but huh. X Men, all you know, all that stuff. I thought Spider Man would be there, so maybe down the line. But right now, not. Um, and the Hulk is not on the uh, is not on there either. Are you talking the nineteen seventies Lou Ferrigno Hulk, or are yeah, you talking I, there's, uh, the I, there's cartoon nineties? Yeah, huh? so. Well, and that whole thing is with Universal. Yeah, so you know, I think Disney's going to have some things that you. You know, maybe they just, it'll be like Netflix. Maybe they'll have a big batch and then another big batch. Some things go away and maybe it'll go analytics for what's streaming. But uh, we'll share that um, that link and you guys can feel free to check, but quite the impressive list. Um, yes. And uh, when it is released, uh, the one show that I'm really looking forward to is The Mandalorian, which, uh, you know, directed by John Favreau, executive produced, Looks amazing. You know, the trailer that they released during D23 looks awesome. And the nice thing is they announced another Star Wars-based live-action show, uh, which is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which uh, stars Ewan McGregor and takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Well, the news we're getting now is that uh, they have secured the director for that show, which means it looks like they're 
going to push it into production here pretty quickly. Uh, the director is uh, Deborah Chow. And Deborah oh, Chow. Mr. Chow. <laughs> it's actually a Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Chow. Mrs. Chow, no big deal. Uh, she actually has um, some directing chops behind her. She's directed episodes of Better Call Saul, Fear of the Walking Dead, Mr. Robot, Jessica Jones, American Gods, and uh, even did two of the eight episodes of the first season of The Mandalorian. So she knows her way around the camera and the Star Wars universe as well. Yeah, it's, you know, with those kind of chops, that's not just saying, like, she's got some serious chops. She did a... A show that no one heard about and another thing. I mean, those are all well-known shows. I mean, um, right. and just the fact that we get uh, Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi to kind of finish up that story to kind of link it. That, that's awesome. And it's cool that they're doing these sort of mini, <laughs> these mini series, if you would call them just mini series, uh, it's only expected to be 10 episodes and probably won't even have a second season. Uh, it's similar to what they're probably doing with the MCU shows uh, starring the actors from the movies as well. Uh, interesting stuff. And uh, you know, it, it's not, not the days of 24 one hour episodes where they have to try and just fill time. And you know, walking dead, unfortunately oh is oh one of those shows that, took liberties in, in trying to just no, it is cram weird. nothing into it. 11 just started or was it season 10 that just started at 10. I watched the, I watched the, uh, the uh, kickoff episode or season premiere and yeah, see, I, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's still fantastic. Like Negan, mm. the main guy. My favorite part of it was like, everybody's got their shitting pants back on. So, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, they've done, they pulled the lost thing. They're in a time war or time jump where they're so far along the show that it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, luckily I think uh, Disney's got a handle on all of that and uh, they're, they're doing their series right. We'll find out November 12th when Disney Plus comes out, but uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited, too. I'm super stoked, and, uh, you know, the whole fact you can bundle it with Hulu and ESPN Plus, um, excellent value. It's uh, going to be six ninety nine for just Disney Plus, but there'll be packages starting Trump at twelve ninety nine. Still all cheaper than Netflix. Netflix is now, oh God, that runs me, I think, thirteen ninety nine a month now. I think something yep. like that. Yeah. All right, uh, that does it for television. We're going to go and move on to movies. But uh, going to hit we, the box we do, office report first. That's what Here we're going to we go. do. Weekend box office report. What the is the internet? <laughs> All right, so number one at the box office for a second week in a row is the Clown Prince of Crime. Joker uh, <laughs> made another fifty-five million. Uh, um, that was a pretty bad Joker, right? <laughs> and Tony's going to give his review of the movie. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but uh, I heard that uh, the laughter becomes a little bit uh, excessive. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Um, it's a lot. Of- <laughs> 
But in any case, it, it, it's still doing well, has a uh, 10-day domestic total of uh, $192.7 million. And uh, internationally is uh, up to 543.9. In second place is a movie that I'm going to be giving a review of is the PG animated version of The Addams Family, opened with 30.2 million. Has a big name um, cast Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Moretz, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, but wasn't enough to surpass Joker at the box office. Finn Wolfhard, that name is the best. <laughs> In third place, which I actually kind of expected to be the number one movie this week, uh, was the Will Smith versus Will Smith movie Gemini Man with $20.5 million. Yeah, I expected that to do better, too. Um, kind of a low start. Um, yeah, that's a little surprising. Maybe it was the tagline in the movie. You made a human out of another human. Yeah, that's that's how humans are made, Will. Humans get with another human and it makes it a little human. So it was directed by Ang Lee. And uh, based on his action movies, you know the action's going to be ramped up. I, I do still want to see it. I probably will this weekend, especially considering the uh, girlfriend is out of town for a couple weeks. Um the other thing that's interesting, just looking through, is that they shot the movie at 120 frames per second compared to a normal movie that shot at 24 frames per second. So I anticipate it's got a super high-def, high-intense look in the way it was shot. Yeah, they said uh, not all but like maybe 10 major markets could show an actual theater that could handle that resolution. <laughs> and maybe that's why it opened in third as opposed to first. Yeah, it's, so. possible. it's possible. All right. In fourth place was the animated movie Abominable with $6.1 In fifth place was Downton Abbey with $4.9 Get that fart button ready. <clears throat> oh, yes. Let's go sip some tea down at the Downton Abbey. We used to be a British TV show. Now we're a big time movie. We've only made $82.6. I don't know. That show and that movie just looks so boring to me. Yeah, I passed. Uh, my I girlfriend can't. was like, maybe we should go see Downton Abbey. And I was like, how about no? I don't know. Maybe you could have used a two-hour nap. And, yeah. You know, you, you get one of the seats that <laughs> no, you know, I they recline crap. back. I and... off during, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if, you're going to call the movie Ad Astra or is it Ad Astra? Ad Astra. And I kind of dozed off during Ad Astra. Not that it was bad, <laughs> it just was slow burn. I heard it was, uh, yeah, doze worthy. Yeah, it was All right, doze worthy, and- but one of those cool movies that made you think at the end. You're kind of, oh, I'll save that for number 10. In sixth place, we had uh, the R-rated movie Hustlers with three point eight million. Oh yeah, Hustlers, shaking booty. Don't have a sound bite. I have no idea what one of my dogs is doing over there, making weird Thank sounds. Our in seventh place was the Judy Garland biopic oh. uh, Judy at three point two million. Okay. All right. Uh, eighth place was It Chapter 2 with another 3.2. In ninth place was the R-rated comedy Jexy. Ugh. Ugh. Looks I, terrible. 
I never saw a trailer for it. In fact, when I went to look for tickets for the Adams family, I saw that pop up and had no idea what it was. Yeah, about. it's about how the phone is in love with them. Like it's Siri instead of Jexy and it controls everything, his car and his life. And it's. Wasn't that another movie with Joaquin? Yes, Phoenix? where he was in love with it. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but. Oh, well. All right, and 10th place rounding out the top 10 was the snooze fest that you were talking about a little bit earlier, Ad Astra with no! 1.9 million. It was, you know, it was good <laughs> post-movie. It's one of those movies you watch it, or you kind of doze through some of it, um, but it makes you think at the end. You, that makes okay. sense. You'll watch it and go, man, I like that. But then later, you're still thinking about the stupid movie that you're like, you know what? I kind of liked it. Maybe a good red. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or when it comes out on Netflix. Um, My girlfriend loved it. She's into that. She's like, it's similar to interstellar. I really liked interstellar. Okay. It was, it was similar. It was some random. This is weird. Definitely worth a watch. It's just weird. (laughs) And then uh, this upcoming weekend is going to be a, Pretty big weekend at the box office. Not only do you have the uh, Disney sequel, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, but you've got the Zombieland sequel, Double Tap. I think uh, if I'm predicting my horrible uh, prediction this week, I think Zombieland will be the number one flick. I think Maleficent will be number two. I think Joker will be number three. I would switch that one and two, at least in my opinion, just because... Zombieland's an R-rated movie. Maleficent's a little bit more family-friendly. Um, that's just my guess, yeah, though. we'll see. But uh, and I got a feeling, man, if Gemini Man kind of turd-bucketed at three, you could probably expect that to be five or six next week. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to see it in the theater, see it now, because in two weeks it will no longer be And in then four weeks from now it'll be on Blu-ray or digital, and then in six weeks it'll be on Blu-ray. So. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Tony had a chance to go see Joker. Um, as I mentioned, I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. There was a lot of hype going in. Got an eight-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. Came out, and then the reviews that were coming out after it kind of confirmed my suspicion. But uh, I'm curious to get your two-minute review. Yeah, um, that's that's perfect. So, uh, Joker, here, let me just go right here. Oh, oh I should have had it ready. Uh your one minute and 30 yeah, okay. seconds. Like, this bad. Okay. Joker. Um, so my synopsis is a movie about a loser who likes to dress up as a clown. And because life can be cruel, he is driven to madness. Uh, my thought on it is if you're a Batman diehard, you're probably going to hate this movie. Um, I think it's a good movie. It's a movie about a guy who has mental issues and not the best life. And it all builds up during the movie. Don't, I don't see a sequel happening from it. The cinematography is fantastic. Joaquin Phoenix is great in it. He's very creepy. Story is good. My cons are just leave the Wayne stuff out from Batman. I think that really didn't add to it. In fact, it kind of just pissed me off. It's where the Batman fans get in. It's just, just leave that part out. And if you see it, you'll know what I mean. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, it's definitely worth seeing in the theater. Um, it starts out really slow, but you don't lose your interest in it. It keeps your attention the whole time. It's a slow build, kind of not as the vein of Ad Astra, but uh, 
it is a slow build. I give it a four out of five. Now, it's uh, not as the the last twenty minutes is wild. The last twenty minutes is very violent, but that's what I heard. But yeah. uh, the rest of the movie's not. So if you're going in thinking it's uh, going to be this big violent bad guy movie, it's it makes you think. You, you got a mental guy that has mental issues, and he gets picked on. And he's abused by people around him. He's a joke, and people are mean to him. What happens when you push somebody like that? That shit could happen. So. Overall, good flick. Could have done without the Bruce Wayne stuff. Okay. Yeah, actually, you rated it higher than I expected. Uh, you know, basically what I had heard is that Joaquin Phoenix is an excellent actor in an okay movie. Yeah, he's very... I mean, he hits weird. The laughs do get annoying. The... <laughs> like, his laugh sucks. Yeah. You can't touch um, Heath Ledger's uh, Joker, but... Would you put him above Jared oh, Leto yeah. Yeah, or below? <laughs> I think it goes like it, if you're gonna rank the Jokers, you know, you got Heath Ledger, and then you've got um, Jack Nicholson, then you got animated Mark Hamill, <laughs> then you got Cesar Romero, then you got Jared Leto. I'd put Hamill in the number two spot personally, but uh, yeah. for the most part, I that's agree. great. You know, it's it's all good. But Jared Leto, no offense to him if he listens to the show. I highly doubt he does, but uh, his Joker sucked, man. And it just wasn't good. This Joker, I didn't want to. I thought this movie was going to be a pile of crap, but it wasn't bad. Pretty dang enjoyable if you can get past certain things. Good to know. Good to know. All right, so the movie that I had a chance to see over the weekend, and uh, we had a toss-up. We were trying to choose between Gemini Man, Joker, or we ultimately ended ended up on The Addams Family. And, uh, boy, we made the wrong decision. Uh, <laughs> it had funny parts. It was, you know... When it comes to animated movies, you've got the big studios. You've got, you know, Disney, Pixar. You've got DreamWorks, Illumination. Those are the top three. (laughs) And typically, they consistently put out quality movies that are funny for both adults and kids and uh, will make you laugh out loud. The Addams Family was done by MGM, and of course, in the previews, they showed a bunch of off-brand movies that look even worse, Great voice acting, but ultimately the writing of the movie, the story of the movie was just, eh, you know, not great. And we're kind of spoiled because we grew up with the Barry Sonnenfeld, Adam's Family, and Adam's Family Values, which were so much fun. They still hold up. You know, we've watched both the movies here in the last, you know, couple weeks. So if you go into the animated movie expecting that, you're going to be very disappointed. Uh, If I had taken my kids to see it, I'm sure they would have loved it. But ultimately, you know, if you're putting it on that bar, you know, next to like a Toy Story 4, it's fallen way down. So uh, I'd probably give it a two out of five. All right. So um, you're saying basically just wait for it on Redbox or On Demand? Yeah, yeah, I I felt the same way, man. I thought the animation looked crappy. I didn't see the movie, but based on the trailer I had to watch uh, for pop culture, the animation looked crappy. I did give the uh, cast a, I gave that a good uh, thumbs up on that. Voice Voice acting acting was great. great. 
but it didn't it seem kind of funky like based off what i say in the trailer like in the movies we grew up with and i'm sure even what our parents watched even in the you know the 70s or whatever the uh, black and white tv show the adams family were just spooky kooky you know no pun intended i know that's in their song but you go like it's their world and everyone else has to kind of adapt to it but in this animated one it seemed like they were trying to adapt to the modern world or i could be wrong it's what i got out of the trailer like they were trying to they're still weird and outcast and they're trying to fit in with what's cool and today i don't know well yeah they had always been They'd always been part of the modern world. I mean, even in the Barry Sonnenfeld ones, when they went outside of the house, you know, when the kids went to camp, all of that took place in, you know, what was then now. Um, They do the same thing with this, but, you know, it's one of those movies where they're trying to force a... um, a social stance down your throat of, you know, accept people no matter how they look or how they are. And everybody's a little bit different. And, you know, it it comes from both sides. And, and, you know, when that sort of creeps into animated features, it, and it's overt like that, it's, it's not that much fun to watch. I mean, Disney Pixar are great about having, you know, points that they're trying to make subtly, but uh, this one was just oh, beat you over the head. With yeah, it. okay, yeah. definitely skipping that. You know what I thought about when we were just talking to Adam's family? I had a, when you mentioned camp. You know, the first thing I saw, first thing I saw in my head, in my head was Vigo or Yanosh from Ghostbusters Two. It's Vigo. He was one of the camp counselors. So. That's the first thing I freaking thought. So. Oh, those movies yeah, are good. good. They still hold up. All right. Uh, moving on. And uh, I think you've got an intro for I movies. Do. I do. We did. Yeah. Are you the key master? We're going to see some serious shit. All right. uh, The first story in movie news is that uh, we know it's right on the brink of coming out. A movie that we've been excited for. uh, Kevin Smith's Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which obviously brings them back to uh, Jay and Silent Bob's strike. Snoochie, boochie, noochies. Yep. (laughs) You know, it ties the view askew. It actually... And it's a return to the view. It universe. is. And we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I know it's limited run in theaters. I think it's showing one date and then it's going straight to um, streaming platforms where you can rent it, buy it, whatever it may be. But uh, it's nice to see Kevin Smith back in his view askew form, not going with some of the horror related stuff that he attempted. Yeah. I was going to say that was, that's where I was going to go. I'm, I'm bummed with the limited release because they had one showing uh, it was Monday and it was sold out because it, it was, was only, the 15th, it was only it? one. And then there was the other one tonight. Okay. And that one was only showing at one theater in my area. And that sucker, I closed so I couldn't do it. This is why we're doing the show kind of late too. But 
you know, I was bummed. I really wanted to see it. And I know they're doing their theater tour, so you can go see it. I, I, I can't wait to see this movie. It's just unfortunately, I mean, it's going to be a while before I hope, hopefully get to see it soon, but it'll probably be a while. Uh, but seeing in the skew, the skew of you, of you. as it hits midnight here, my cognitive hey, ability is, is going to down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kevin Smith just announced in a uh, Instagram post that they are officially working on Clerks Three again. Uh, he had previously written a version of it, mentioned in this one that uh, he's writing a whole new script. Uh, it brings Jeff Anderson back. It brings Brian O'Halloran back as uh, Dante and um, and Randall. You're Randall sporting a Denver Bronco hat in that Instagram pic too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, that I think he owns the rights to clerk. I think he has the rights to it. I could be wrong, but I, I'm with you, man. I'm excited that, that uh, Clerks 3 is uh, going to be happening. Um, kind of funny if they shot it in black and white just to be <laughs> oh they totally should yeah just as a big because i clerks too was fantastic and please bring back trevor man that guy was great <laughs> i gotta go back and watch that movie yeah clerks too is fantastic do yourself a favor if you're listening or watching go watch clerks and then go watch clerks too man both classics great flicks but i'll have to do it after halloween because Hall- yeah, wait, where's the time? Well, and Halloween for us is, you know, scary movie season. So just trying to watch as many Halloween-themed scary movies as possible. One of my favorite times of year. Oh, by the way, Tone, if you get a chance and you want to watch a good scary movie, movie that came out almost 10 years ago, it's called Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Okay. It's got a lot of big-name actors in it. It's only an hour and a half long, and it's really good. I... Had no idea about it before, and you know, I, I tend to stay up on my horror movies. So, all right, I'll check it out. And in fact, if we're just going to trade barbs with some horror stuff, um, there's a movie I just did for pop culture this week. Um, the Girl on the Third Floor, YouTube it when we're done with the show, or if you guys are listening, um, CM Punk, the wrestler, mm-hmm. um, he, do- he did it. Um, this is his first acting role. It kind of looks in the vein of The Shining. Looks freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I heard an interview with him uh, last week, week and a half ago. He was talking about, and they filmed in an actual haunted house where two kids were murdered. And so that helped. Did not know that, but the, that's crazy. That makes me want to see that. Not, no, I'm not demented and creepy like that, but see <laughs> the trailer. I watched the trailer three times as I was taking notes in it. It hooked me. Like, I, I do want to see this movie. It looks creepy. I want to see it. Looks good. Looks good. All right. Uh, let's see. View Skewverse now. Working our way over to Jurassic Park. Um, 
Oh, you know what we should have found sound clip wise was what? Peter Griffin doing the. Actually, you know what's funny? It's it, it, I thought about playing that. It is on there. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I if I, I should have done that one instead of uh, the actual Jurassic Park theme. But I mean, if we, we're already up late, it's a goofy ass episode. Here you go. Dun, 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 perfect all right uh the reason that we mention it and obviously uh pay a little tribute to it at the top of the show is that uh the news is coming out that jurassic world 3 that obviously will star chris pratt and bryce dallas howard uh brings colin trevorrow back as a executive producer will now feature prominently the three main leads from Jurassic Park, the original. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum as Alan Grant, Dr. Ellie Sattler, and Dr. Ian Malcolm. And uh, I think it'll be a nice way to wrap them all together. And uh, I'm curious to see how they go about doing it. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be crazy how they do it. I mean, you watched how uh, Jurassic World 2 ended and and where we're going with that because Jeff Goldblum appeared at the end of that one, didn't he? He did, yeah, but it was just a small little cameo. Uh, Apparently, they'll be more prominent in this. And then, you know, if you watch the first three Jurassic Park movies, you know, they were the three leads in the first one. The second one brought Jeff Goldblum back, and then the third one brought Sam Neill back. Um this will be the first time that they're all together again in a Jurassic Park movie. That's weird. So Laura Dern hasn't been back since the first. Maybe she made a cameo in one of them, but off the top of my head, I, I don't recall seeing her. No, that's crazy. I'm, I, I'm curious. I know that it doesn't matter to anyone listening, but I'm, you know, I'll make sure. I mean, let's see, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, she was in the Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah, she was the uh, person who took over for Princess Leia. Gotcha. She's in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, well. That's probably the Jurassic Park movie I've seen the least. Oh, you know what? If you remember, I I remember where she is in Part 3. You know when he gets tricked and gets stuck on the island and he has that, that, was it the global phone or that big phone? Uh, Satellite phone. Yeah, and he reaches and he calls and one of the kids pick up because she's on the mainland and then she gets the phone and that's, she's the one that gets the help to the Island. Ah, so they, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I don't know if that was the chronological order that should happen, but (laughs) that's, that's what just triggered in this old nugget of mine. (laughs) In any case, uh, Jurassic world three Amblin entertainment came out with an announcement that Jurassic world three will, (laughs) I can't speak. It's too late. It's like now that, and you didn't even drink and I've already switched to water. I I couldn't finish my, Foofy drink because it's two days. <laughs> One sixteen a.m. I got a flight in like six hours. Ugh, let's try this again. Jurassic World three will cause a global impact tremor in theaters on June eleventh, twenty twenty one. So we got a couple oh. of years, and uh, I don't know if global impact tremor is uh, something alluding to the plot, but we're gonna have to wait a little bit to see. Oh, I got a tremor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, such a cheesy tagline. Moving our way from dinosaurs uh-huh. to the House of Mouse, uh, talking. Oh, oh, 
Disney and Marvel Cinematic Universe. Unless you've been living under a rock, uh, most everybody knows that uh, Sony and Spider-Man split away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They couldn't agree on terms. And then sort of out of the blue, a little over a week ago, they made the announcement that Spider-Man is back into the MCU. They are developing the third movie in the Homecoming series and uh, that he's going to appear in one future MCU film as well. Uh, Kevin Feige will produce. Uh, Tom Holland obviously stars in it. And uh, it's nice that they're going to be able to wrap up what they set up as the cliffhanger in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, so I'm glad to see that uh, Kevin Feige even mentioned that uh, Spider-Man may show up in uh, the Sony side sooner than we know, possibly with Venom. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Tom Holland, I guess, went to both and asked them both, you know, Bob Iger and, um, you know, or no, I don't know if he went to Bob Iger. Sorry, that's Disney. But he went to, uh, you know, Feige and whoever's in charge of Sony and said, hey, could you guys try to meet again, see if you can get something going? They struck a deal. It's a short-term deal, so we definitely get two more MCU Spideys, which is great. As far well, one real and then uh, in another one. Right. Um, it's gonna be crazy how they all tie it together. Um, I'm really excited to see what they they can do for it, and uh, I'm happy he's back. That's great. Um, what I would really like is if Disney just shell out the money and just buy the Batman. Or, wow, it is late. <laughs> <laughs> Why did go out and uh, purchase the Spider-Man? Right. The rights, yep. man. Yep. Don't let Sony make a bet. Just buy all that. Bring it into the MCU. Do separate. Just more toys for you at Marvel. And then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so apparently the terms of this deal. So originally, uh, Disney got 5% of the upfront money. So the very first opening day or weekend uh, for any of the homecoming or far from home movies with Spider-Man to be able to utilize him in uh, the Avengers movies. Disney wasn't happy with that. Uh, when their contracts expired, they went back to Sony and wanted a 50, 50, split. They would shell out half of the production cost, but they wanted 50% back. And that's where they split from there. The new term looks like uh, Disney's going to receive about 25% and um, they'll put up about 25% of the financing for the movie. And uh, I think that's a nice compromise. I do too. And it's, and it's all for the, the greater goods. Like, let's get this, uh, at least this third film out. Let's finish telling the story and then let's get him in our movie so we can start pumping those out. So well, and not only that, but I mean, we've talked in the past that Sony's trying to develop their own cinematic universe around the Spider-Man characters. And the problem is they don't have a deep list of characters that people easily recognize. And so that sort of brings us to our next story where we know that uh, Venom 2 is being worked on with um, obviously Tom Hardy and uh, Andy Serkis directing. It, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they're also working on a Morbius movie that stars uh, Jared Leto as Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Well, it looks like they are now developing a Madam Web spinoff, which I mean, now you're you're getting into the depths of the uh, the Spider-Man characters. Not a lot of people are familiar with who she is. Um, 
just to give you sort of a, a background, uh, the character's name is Cassandra Webb. Um, she has some neuromuscular disease that uh, hindered her movement, her respiratory functions, and was put on a life support that was similar to, you know, a spider-looking web. And that she has powers that uh, she's clairvoyant and uh, has co- precognitive abilities. How they're going to form that into a movie all on its own, I have no idea. Oh my gosh! Erd my gird. Well, this is this is why Marvel's smart, and they're taking their lesser-known characters and just doing them in TV shows, right? Well, and they uh, did that with Guardians of the Galaxy, but at the same time, it's Marvel. They know what they're doing. Sony, maybe not so much. No, because I mean, like Venom did well in theaters, and. Truth be told, I I own Venom. I went to I went to the theaters to see Venom. I've seen Venom one time my whole life. I, it wasn't that memorable. I bought it just because, you know, I'm a geek and I collect the uh, you know anything Marvel related. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Yeah, I watched it again. You know, within the last month and. Really, <laughs> uh, again, nothing to write home about you know it was a a perfectly fine movie but nothing on the level of what marvel is doing no so it would be nice if marvel gets it but in the meantime they're going to continue to do everything they can to make money and you're going to be i think morbius is a bad idea i don't think it's going to do great i don't i think i think sony kind of might dip like it might be kind of how, like, you know, DC movies kind of just come out and you're like, eh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of like that. But, yeah, time will tell. We'll see. We'll keep you posted right here on our show uh, when we get more news on that. So if you're, if you're excited for uh, Madam Web, then here you go. It's coming. Stay tuned. Yada, yada. <laughs> and if you like what Kevin Feige is doing over there at Marvel – he is, uh, he's probably the one person I know of that has more on his plate than I do. Uh, he is developing a Star Wars movie with uh, Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy. And, uh, you know, if he puts his touch on it the same way he has with Marvel, I don't expect it to be any less than fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's going to be neat. Um, I know um, there's been, well, that's getting ahead of that's the getting ahead of things there but uh he's got uh he's got some good ideas from what it sounds like i'd be more interested in a kevin feige star wars movie than a ryan johnson one yeah well in the di- ryan johnson because he does you know he, he did looper his uh what's that next one that's coming out uh knives out knives that out pretty- yep. yeah it's cool i mean for Star Wars, though, watching kids kick around with broomsticks, hell no. I don't want to see that. <laughs> now, the only I difference the only difference here is that Kevin Feige is a producer. So he gets all of the right people in line, whereas, you know, Ryan Johnson, yeah, he'll produce, but he's also directing. So he has a direct um, line into the creative you know, process of the movie. Now, Ryan Johnson is still working on developing a separate Star Wars trilogy trilogy aside from the trilogy that's being developed by um, Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and Dan Weiss which they're expecting to be uh, based on the Old Republic so there's a lot of Star Wars stuff in the works 
you know, we're going to get a pretty decent sized break after the rise of Skywalker. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll all be coming back into the marketplace right at the right time. Yeah. Well, that's crazy to think about. We have uh, about a month and a half away from, Come. you know, from, uh, I should say a month and a half. It's about two months, yeah. two and a half months. It's uh, two months and three days. He's got the countdown clock, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it falls on my birthday, so. Oh, okay. There you go. Chris's birthday, you'll know. Star Wars Day. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little worried, though, with as much as Disney's going to stretch and quote-unquote whore out the franchise. Like, I love everything they've announced so far. I mm-hmm. love it. Because it ties to the story we know. Some of these other guys, they're like, we're making a Star Wars movie okay like what's it gonna tie to like it's gotta have some tie to the i know they're all gonna go different ways but you would think it's gotta have some some way where it intertwines somehow with well and saga at some point you know i i've heard that argument from the you know the star wars diehards but you know if marvel can put out three mcu movies a year and keep them good I can't see why the Star Wars franchise can't put out one movie a year. Right. That's true. But with the Marvel movies, you do that, you have characters like that are known, right? They're not quote-unquote intertwined yet with the major story being the Avengers. Um, but you know, I guess, I guess okay, maybe they're introducing characters we don't know? Well, they have that- to be. A, I mean, unless they do something based on the Old Republic where there's, you know, some characters that people would be familiar with if they played the video games. Um, you know, but Marvel's been good about that with guardians of the galaxy to some degree, black Panther. Um, and then, you know, they've got a whole slate of unknown characters who are going to be coming out here soon too. Shang Chi. Shang Chi and the wings and wings. <laughs> so with Kevin Feige doing a star Wars movie, I would expect to see maybe some actor crossover. And of course the rumor mill is already flying with the first name, uh, attached via rumor, uh, being Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. And, uh, <laughs> um, she posted something on Twitter that said, did someone say star Wars? Who knows if it's just her having fun or if she's actually in talks to to be a part of it. But, uh, of course, everybody's speculating. I think she'd be a pretty badass Jedi, to be honest with you. And some of these pictures that, that, you know, and and we have this on our Facebook page. you got to kind of scroll a little bit (laughs) because it was on there. I can always refresh. But, you know... The, the our image with her with that purple lightsaber looks pretty badass. So, yeah. Um, you know, I won't knock anything Star Wars until I've seen it. So um, you, you always welcome that stuff. If Brie Larson wants to be a part of it and they can do it right. I mean, hell, Nick Fury was already in it as Mace Windu. So yeah. why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Indeed? Why not? The more the merrier. <clears throat> Let's do this. All right. Uh, that does it for our movie news. We are heading on to our last segment and then i know thanks for hanging on guys it's we can go to bed yeah fortunately you know most of you can listen to this after we've recorded it but yeah uh, and you'll watch it tomorrow when you wake up or some point of the day and just see how tired and how we're dying off it's not not a drunk show it's a tired show and here we go with video games hey man you want to play some video games (laughs) 
I think we're going to have to rework that sound clip a little bit. It's Yeah, I, I'll go back and re- if I can get it logged on the phone and just do the sound bites from the phone, that might be better. But A little more clear. Yeah, we could do that. We, it's may, it might be time to revamp. Maybe uh, by episode 40, we'll have some revamped intros or something. Nice. All right, uh, video game news and staying in the world of Star Wars. Uh, the next big Star Wars co- game coming out from EA is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which, you know, prior to seeing the um, the gameplay, we anticipated would be something along the lines of The Force Unleashed. And, of course, once we did see the gameplay, uh, that was confirmed and looks good. Well, God, looking at the date now... Almost three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, they released a <coughs> a new trailer um, featuring the main character Cal Kestis and uh, some cutscenes, some uh, gameplay. The I'm curious to get your impression, Tony, but I think the gameplay looks fantastic. I think the animation looks crisp and clear. I'm still bothered with the age of technology we're in that these face models don't look better. I agree. There, it's funny. This kind of a, this just doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars, but since you brought that up, I actually, um, you know, because I watch a lot of video game stuff. I try to get news. I try to stay on top of video game stuff for our show, and and I'm just into video games in general. Um, but I watched video footage of uh, WWE 2K20, mm-hmm. which that game, if you get a chance, man, just god awful face images. The graphics look about PS2 quality. Ouch. PS2, it's bad. They just announced the PS5 is coming, and you're dishing out PS2 graphics. I agree with you. The face models suck, and Hundred percent think the game looks crisp. It looks like a lot of fun. EA kind of has me worried because they did release both Battlefronts, and and they're both beautiful looking games. They oh definitely they sound great. They look great. Don't necessarily play all that great. So, um, I'm excited for it. Uh, definitely, it's something I would like to pick up, and uh, I'll have a review for it. I'm sure. I know. It's hard nowadays to really fit in all the video game time in the world. <laughs> On top of it everything else. looks cool. Do yourselves a favor. You don't even have to be a Star Wars fan. Watch the trailer. The game looks just like a lot of fun. So Yeah. yeah. But, and it drops, uh, what do we say, November 15th. And it'll be on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So Switch owners, you're out of luck on that one. Yep. Sorry. Right around the corner. Uh, real quick, going back to the face model thing, I keep seeing uh, uh, commercials for Gears of War Five. They've mm-hmm. nailed the the face modeling and rendering. I mean, they oh, look yeah. like actual actors. Um, but watch this trailer, and you'll see. There's one character. Uh, it's a female character. Has these weird buggy eyes. I don't think that's on purpose. I think it's just uh, they can't get it quite right. Right, yeah. If you're going to try to do real humans that's not animated, I mean, you got to do a lot better. Because they screwed up, what, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite two years ago with the modeling. It just... Just yeah. the an- just be animated. You don't need to make them look realistic. That's, that's not how they ever were. Right. So, um, 
but yeah, this game looks sweet. Um, no, I think it's going to do really well. I think it's going to be a very popular game. This is this is the fun part of uh, of being a video game fan is all the really cool games that come out, and then here's dumbass me where I go and buy these things, and then they sit and collect dust because I'm never home. So <laughs> I do these late night shows, so you're on after hours when the proton pack this week, but. Uh, yeah. Proton pack after dark. After dark. <laughs> when the show just goes to hell in a handbasket. Right. Our so, guest tonight is the Terminator. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so you can't get Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Nintendo. What you can get, sort of on Nintendo, more on your um, mobile platform, is Mario Kart, Kart Tour. Cat. Mario Cat. Mario Cat. I'm from yeah, Boston your now. Yeah, your New York accent's coming out. Mario Kart, go F yourself, huh? <laughs> so, your mother lover. <laughs> Mario Kart came out a couple weeks ago. I downloaded it as soon as it came out. It Mario is Kart. a fun game. It is a blast to play. Now, I'm not the type of person who goes in and buys upgrades or subscriptions or anything thing along those lines. But if you are that type of person, well, if you are subscribing to Mario Kart Tour's paid subscription, you're going to be shelling out more money than it costs for Nintendo Switch Online, uh, which is kind of funny that they ended up doing that. Um, I, I personally can't put money into buying upgrades for games. No. It- now there, there's a few. I'm guilty, but some it's fighting games typically, uh, typically like Mortal Kombat or DLCs. Sure, okay, those are. But I'm with you on the mobile stuff. Like I'm not, I, I'm not doing it. I'm, I love Mario Kart. I'm a huge Nintendo guy. You're not buying more hearts to crush more candies. No. Right. It's kind of like I play Words with Friends, which might make me sound like an old fart, but I do that with my friends. Back in my day. Back in my day, you little jabroni. Where did Scrabble? <laughs> On the iPhone. On the little tab, you know, the flippy D phone and it had Snake. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't I don't pay for the full version. Now. I have to sit through these dumb ads. It's terrible. Yeah, but, uh, but still a fun game. Still well worth downloading. You know, yeah, you can think, play the free I, version and just you're a little slower to to rack up the goodies. Yeah, it is a lot of fun game. I still have a problem with one thing I have with Nintendo Mobile is everything you have to be is Wi-Fi or yeah. you got to be in mobile service. It's the only way these games flip and work. Yep, can't play so, it on a plane without Wi-Fi. On a plane, good luck. You ain't playing any Mario. You just ain't. So, um, unless you have a switch and actually not even then, not even then, Nintendo. <laughs> maybe I'm a state going to Mexico. I brought my switch, wanted to play super Nintendo on the airplane. Guess what? No super Nintendo gotta for Tony. Gotta have a Wi-Fi. So luckily I brought, uh, this other game we're about to talk about. I was the- just going to say, I have zero doubt that you already own this game. Um, yeah, I, I bought it day one. Oh, so excited for it. Maybe the whole reason to own a Switch, aside from all of the other amazing Switch games. The Switch is just, it. that system is worth the pickup. It is a fantastic system. 
I wouldn't recommend the the light unless, and that's the cheaper model they have now. Mm-hmm. The only way I'd recommend that one to anybody is if you're a constant on the go gamer and you don't care about playing on a TV because you can't hook that up to a TV. No. So um, your best bet is to just get the Switch. Um, fantastic game. The game we're talking about um, is The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, which is a complete. It's a remake of the Game Boy version from the uh, early, uh, that is 1993 is when the uh, Game Boy version came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, can't say they I played it on the Game Boy as a kid. I, I didn't have it. They so. did a 1998 uh, Game Boy Color re-release of it as well. I see it. It's, looks very pretty. <laughs> For um, Game Boy Color, yeah. Yeah, so this game... I ended up playing this on my plane ride to Mexico. Um, what a fun game, man. It reminds me so much of, uh, you know, it's sure it's got the cutesy little graphics, but it plays like the original Legend of Zelda. And it plays a lot like A Link to the Past, which was one of my favorite games, uh, which was Zelda 3 on the Super Nintendo. Great, mm. great game. Um, highly recommend it if, you, if you're not even a Zelda fan. Just the puzzles are on here. Um it's uh, definitely a, a game where you got to give it some time. You got to give it some dedication. Um, so you got to make time for it. Don't be like me that buy these things and play it for a week. And then it just sits there for a little while. <laughs> um, that unfortunately happens a lot, but uh, yeah, link, a link. Uh, I've, I read something, a link between worlds. That's not what it's called, but I read something. <laughs> links awakening got a 9.4 amazing review on IGN. I give it a 10. It's fantastic. It is. It's it, it's worth owning a Switch. Probably just for that Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart eight World Tour, Super Smash um, Bros, Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, th- the other Legend of Zelda that's out there. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Wind Waker, uh, Wind Talker, Wind. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the Wind Waker. That was the cell shaded one. This was. Um, something Hyrule, I don't remember. If you guys, you can make fun of me, I'm tired. I don't know what it's called. But uh, absolutely worth picking up a Switch for that. And their online service is bitching too. 20 bucks um, for a full year, you can get up to three people on that same account, and they have full access to it, but they have um, over 80 original NES games. Some of them are the same, special editions, so the number might be inaccurate, but the, they just released the Super Nintendo games a couple weeks ago. Can't play those on the plane, unfortunately, but uh, nonetheless, fantastic. I, the, I can just rave all night about this Nintendo Switch. Well, luckily you don't have to, and uh, it yeah. is now time for us to go to bed. Uh, anybody who has been watching this live, we really appreciate you uh, staying up with us. Uh, hopefully most of you will be able to take it in at your leisure. Um, as always, follow us on social media, Proton Pack Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh Give us feedback, you know, subscribe, leave reviews, let us know what you think. Again, we will be at the Reno Pop Culture Con November 8th through the 10th, and uh, I am about ready to crash out. I don't know about you, Tone. Oh, yeah. Well, you look like we're stoned, and we, we didn't do any of that. Amen. Oh, <laughs> All right, with that, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out, Girl Scouts.
I am master of this that's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Woo! Oh, Where's Fluffy? Goodbye. <laughs>